six, five, four, three, three, two, two one. one. I, I feel like we're, I feel like we're out of sync. I think we were, I think we were out of sync. Okay, let's, we'll do our clap test. It worked. <laughs> All right, so on one, we have, we have to leave this part of the podcast, and that is so funny. Yeah. Though, doing I, the, like, counting down, and then the clap sync. I thought I had a good idea. What can I say? But it doesn't work out all the time. So it, all it's right. okay. Clap sync. We'll here do we go. Clap sync. Okay. Uh, we will we'll clap on one. Yeah. And then do you want to? But we can if you want. We can both count from three. Like do do three, two, one, and then we'll both clap sync. Okay, that sounds good. Let's do that. Or we can even start from five. That way we have ample time to sync back up. Oh, you know what? That's <laughs> even better. Just combine the two. Yeah. There you go. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll start from five. Yep. Okay. Five. five. Four, four, okay. three. Yes, yeah, we're already off. We're, so, we're already why are we off. so bad at this? What why is are we going so bad on? At this? Okay, uh, you know what? Okay, How about okay. you just you count? We'll do that. Okay. We'll do it. Okay. 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 Five, four. Okay, we're gonna clap on one, right? We're gonna like I'm yeah, gonna say gonna... one, and as I'm saying one, we're gonna clap, right? Yeah. Okay. In theory. This is so funny. Okay. Let's do okay. this. Okay. Five, four, three, two. One. Wait, did you? Okay. Wait, I was supposed to clap on one or after one? On one. Oh my god. We're we're like four episodes in. Why are we having <sighs> such a problem with this now? <laughs> All right, one more time. This is it. If, okay, if okay. we don't get okay, it okay. this try, this episode mm-hmm. is gonna be out of sync, and there's nothing we're gonna do about it. All right. Yeah. That's gonna, gonna be, be the way like we're gonna be minutes out of sync too. All right. Okay. One more time. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Okay. We're gonna clap on one. Like as yep. I say one, we're gonna clap. Okay. Okay. Got it. Okay. Five. Four, three, two, one. I think okay. we got Are it. Are we synced up? I, I guess. think we got it too. I don't know. We'll see. I don't think that could have possibly been more perfect. Oh, man. All right. Well, here we are. We're back. Welcome and to Incoherent Story oh, Ideas man. Part 2. Welcome to your Incoherent whatever this was. In- incoherent synchronizing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, that was embarrassing, but we got it. I think we're good. Um Last episode, we did Billy's story ideas, and uh, yes. this episode, I, I tried to come up with some good ones to talk about, and it, it's cool because we're going to see a very like stark difference in the stuff that we come up with, because while you're more like fantasy-oriented, all right. of my stuff has to do with like science fiction, so it's right. like we have very different... Uh, Ways yeah, of which is stories. which. So don't spoil it for me because I want every story idea that you tell me to be like you know fresh. Yeah. You know I don't I don't want you to confirm or deny this for me. But I'm I'm assuming because last episode all of my story ideas were mainly magic systems mm-hmm. that we incorporated into stories. I think yours are going to be more worlds that we'll incorporate into stories hmm. instead. I think it's probably what we're going to see here. That's what I think is going to happen. We'll I think instead of correct. like, oh, here's how the magic system works. I think it's going to be like, oh, it's a, you know, it's a world that's completely made out of, I don't know, lava. That's a good. That that's a good theory. <laughs> that's I'm yeah yeah. Um, before I get into it, I do just want to like say something. I'm kind mm-hmm. of excited about. I'm getting a new mic. It's coming Woo. in the mail as we speak. At some point, what kind of what kind of mic are we getting? Uh, I don't know what it's called. I don't know. I just, I, all I know is I'm broke now. So I guess it's mm-hmm. that good. Um, there you, there you go. <laughs> you know, uh, so you, you gotta drop a, a nice pretty penny on it. Yeah. Right? 
uh, my birthday's tomorrow. So I was like, oh, you know what? I did not even know that. What the yeah, heck? I didn't write that down. I didn't either, dude. Okay. <laughs> I didn't either. Okay. Aiden's birthday. Yeah, everybody write it down. <laughs> yeah, we're get all the birthday wishes, even though this episode's going to be like... It's going to be way after. Two weeks late. It's going to be yeah. like two weeks late or something, right? Yeah. Well, probably, this episode will probably be released sometime in February. But, oh yeah. <laughs> so, January 18th is the day. So, yeah. There you go, yeah. So, if y'all want to send them, like, fan mail or anything. Yeah, please send me fan mail. <laughs> um, when we get a P.O. box, we'll let y'all know. <laughs> that would be, yeah. What? Okay, so, yeah, my birthday's tomorrow. Um, yeah, so hopefully when I get this new mic, it'll stop sounding like I'm in a closet, which I may or may not be actually in a closet. I... Um, can't tell. I think your really? audio, like, is watch listening back on the you know other ones that we've recorded. I think your audio sounds like fantastic. I feel like I can tell whenever I listen to it. So I don't know. I See, mean, I, yours does I, sound better. It does. Sound I would better. say. I would say it is completely. Um, why do I always forget simple words? Uh, what we're is it called? You know, where it's different by view, different. Um, I am so blanking on this word right now. Is it like you're your own worst critic kind of thing? Well, like, yeah, like like uh, I would go back because you know I I used to like try to record like YouTube videos and streams and stuff before you know, and mm -hmm. when I would go back and watch them, I'm like, man, my audio sounds muffled or I sound like I have my nose plugged plugged up or something like that. And then I'd show it to somebody else, and they'd be like, no, you sound perfectly fine. I don't get it. Yeah. You know, so I think it's like. You know, you because you don't know exactly how you sound, you sound different to yourself than you do to other people. Mm -hmm. You know, when you go and listen to your audio, it sounds off-putting to you. Yeah, and then you overanalyze everything. Like, I was noticing exactly. the, I forget what they call it, but there's actually a term for it, but the, the sound that there is when you're not speaking, and it's just like, oh, like a room sound. Um, and but I didn't like, realize like that white, no like yeah. that white noise kind of thing. Yeah, and it's always there, and it's actually supposed to be there because if you get rid of it, everything sounds weird. And I didn't realize right. that. And then I go and listen to other podcasts that I know have really good setups, and you can still hear it. So I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't. I never noticed it when listening to That's other podcasts. The same thing I was thinking when we recorded our first episode. I was like, man, you know, when I'm not speaking, you can kind of hear this little like, like, yeah. like something's like blowing or like an AC or something like that. In yeah. the background, you know, but yeah, I mean, like when I incorporate, when I you know put the episode together and went back and listened to it, like unless you're looking for it, it's super not noticeable. And I feel like yeah. if you got rid of it, it would sound weird because it's it would sound like you and I are recording in like a void or something. Yeah, I've uh, <laughs> I've done some cuts and you can easily tell. So it's all right. a learning process. So hopefully, when I get uh, a new mic, mm -hmm. everything sounds better. And um, yeah, I guess we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, something I mean, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you'll know. I mean, even if you know everyone else doesn't notice the difference, as long as you're happy with it, I mean, that's all that matters, right? You're right. You're right. As long as I'm <laughs> happy with it, that that is all that matters. Okay, it's my birthday. It's yeah. my birthday. <laughs> um, I want to get really bad a green screen so you don't have to I see because I want to start. But... I want to start recording like like my well. So I've like finished the script for like the first YouTube video. I'm like ready to upload. Oh, yeah? But I'm like, man, I gotta, like, make my bed and stuff, you know? You see my <laughs> bed in the background? I don't want to do that. I just want to, you know, pop up a green screen and then call it good. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I haven't used mine, actually, so... 
I gotcha. I mean, they're not super, like, wildly expensive unless I get, like, no. a crazy good one or something. You know, I can just go get one of the ones that's basically just a stand that you throw, like, a, a green blanket over. <laughs> yeah, it's basically that. It's just, like, a tarp, and yeah, it's not very expensive. Gotcha. <clears throat> but. Well, it's a long, long, you know, eight-minute-long tangent. Yeah. But uh, we're we dialing it back. And, yeah, we can bring ourselves back on track, and, you know, ta- we can tangent once we're into the podcast a little bit more. So again, I'm just running through some some uh, story ideas, and we're, we're going to try and flesh them out and gotcha. uh, kind of complete fill in the blanks, if you will. Yes. Um, so here's this first one. All right. Yeah, so are, I was going to ask, do you want to set this up uh, how I did it last time, or are you just like start with um, one, we flesh that one out, start with another, flesh that one out too, or? Yeah, I think we'll just do okay. that. And I'll, I'm just going to hit like, pick and choose which ones to do first i have a few that's years, that's so. exactly what i did i didn't pick like well i started with my favorite one and then after that it was just completely random yeah this one's actually my favorite so we'll start here there we go all right so hear me out on this one okay all right all right there's a chemistry teacher okay actually well he doesn't need to be a chemistry teacher he can be a history <laughs> teacher okay okay it's just um, a, a teacher yes just a teacher right okay. high school yeah, somewhere around there. High school teacher. Okay. Gets diagnosed with an illness. Oh. Okay. Hey, hear okay. me out. Look, it's going somewhere. <laughs> Trust me. I was about to say, I'm like, I think I've seen this before. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know. What are you talking about? No. Uh, gets diagnosed with some sort of illness. Okay. Realizes, hey, he doesn't have much time left. All right. So what does he do? He uh, He starts selling drugs. What do you think of that one? He starts doing drugs? No, dealing. Dealing. He doesn't... He Okay. Oh, dealing Yeah, drugs. but he has a buddy that he works with who does do the drugs. Oh, okay. I see. Okay, I thought you said he does the drugs. I was like, oh, no. okay. I like this flip, you know, and his buddy makes them or something like that. Nope. <laughs> but no, he he's the one who deals them? He deals them and with another I, guy? I like this one. We could call it something like, um, like Broken Bad or something. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't... I don't really... I mean, that's that's fine, I guess, but I, I could come up with a better name, I think. Something something different. We can name him Waller White or something? I was thinking, like, like uh, well, here, here's where it goes, right? It starts there, okay. but as the story progresses, he realizes that he's not really one for the drug business, right? So he opens okay. up a burger joint, and it's called oh. Heisenberger. Hmm? Okay. But this so we, is like the sequel series. So Okay. Anyway. We should pitch this one to the Breaking Bad. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's not let's <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Breaking well, Bad. You have well, well you have to you have to hear me out here, okay? Like you know, Breaking Bad, you know, I'm not gonna say they ripped your idea off, you know, but like you've had this one first and then they, you know, just happened to beat you to it. Yeah. But um but, you know, like, you know, since they've already got the success, you know, how hard would it be to be like, hey, you know, what if it went like this? You know, another spinoff series. More money for them. Look, you're saying Breaking Bad. I'm not. All right. That's all you. Okay. Anyway, that, that was my first idea. I was just throwing Breaking it out Breaking Burger? Breaking Burger. Breaking <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I, I like do that. like that one, I think actually. We, that's, I think that's a good one. Anyway, look, I'm just throwing that one out there. Right. Okay. You you I like can. It. Uh, that that one's for free too. All right. So yeah, anybody who anyone, hears that, 
Yeah, that one's. Uh, I want some royalties. You know, open source, you know. Yeah, you can. That one's copyright free if you want. Yeah. You might get in trouble with somebody else, but not us. So. Nope. <laughs> um. Okay. All right. So that one. And then okay, here's my first real one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, well, second real one. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. So this one is, it, it's an alien. Okay, okay, hold on. It's not an alien abduction. It is, but it isn't. So, okay. aliens show up at Earth, right? Okay. And gotcha. it's they start abducting people in, like, small groups or one by one. In fact, okay. it only starts with one person. So, they abduct one person. He okay. disappears. No one knows where he goes. And then he gotcha. comes back. And when he comes back, he goes, he goes out. And he captures somebody else and takes them up to the ship. And then okay. they disappear for a while. And then they come back. And they also go out and abduct somebody else. So basically humans are going up, getting abducted. They're coming back uh -huh. and they're taking people up to the ship. Which who then come back down and take people up to the ship again. So it starts this sort of chain reaction. Okay. And people start disappearing and then they come back and they're violent and they're mm -hmm. trying to get people they're you know they're trying to kidnap them or whatever uh, and it right. becomes this like epidemic thing and uh, you don't know what happens when you actually go up to the ship or what's going on up there why these people are coming back completely different and mm -hmm. that's like the whole mystery side of the whole thing i like it i have two kind of ideas here one of them is kind of a joke, and the other one is like a serious, like, here, you know, I can, I, we can make something out of that. I like both. Hit me with them. Do, do you want to hear the joke first? Yeah. Okay, so the joke is, okay, people are abducted by aliens, and the aliens are conducting this pyramid scheme where they're like, <laughs> hey, you know, we'll, uh, we'll give you all this alien technology, oh. but you have to recruit other people to do it, you know? Yeah. You have to recruit 15 people in order for us to do this, right? Yeah. And so then they're like, oh, okay, so then they get dropped off. They go find these 15 people. They get them abducted, and the aliens just keep doing that. The aliens are like, hey, uh, I got these moon rocks, right? Yeah. I, they're uh, like, stopped by your next, moon the other day. It's the next big thing. And uh, I grabbed a couple, you know? Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, look, I know... You, you're not used to seeing aliens, and, and here you are all of a sudden. I know you're freaking out. You're going into shock. But look at this moon rock, all right? This can be yours. Uh -huh. You just have to get five other people in on this thing. <laughs> That's, that, would be, that would be a lot of fun, that would actually. Be, that would actually be a fun, like, comedy, like almost like a Rick and Morty-style uh, show, yeah, I think. I could see them doing I don't know that. Way you'd, you'd, you'd call it, like, uh, like door-to-door -door or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I like that idea. Okay, but the serious one, I realized kind of doesn't work because you wanted this to be kind of like shrouded in mystery. But mm -hmm. I was thinking almost have like a skinwalker kind of situation where it's not, you know, it's people getting abducted, but it's not the pe same people coming back. It's like the aliens have taken their skin kind of thing, you know, like they're oh. like wearing them as a costume or like maybe they just like morph to look like them. And so it's like not really these people. And that's why they like, they're like aggressive and stuff like that, you know? Right. And so maybe you could like, Maybe not explicitly say that these are the aliens coming down, but, you know, you kind of hint at it. You know, whenever these people come back, there are certain, like, things that they do that normal people wouldn't do or they don't understand, like, some customs. Like, maybe somebody goes to, like, shake their hand yeah. and they have no idea what to do. They're just like, what? Right. You know? 
that would something be, like that? Yeah, because that, I mean, that that's something that, yeah, I guess could go either way because you, you don't have to reveal anything. So it's like... Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I guess it could still idea. work with your, your mystery, you know, that you don't know why these people are coming back and sending other people up to the ship and why they seem different. It would just be kind of hinted at, you know, that these people are, uh, you know, not the same. Yeah, and I, I think... Like, on the flip side, though, here's what I'd say. Um, like, say you had a character who was yeah. very convincing in the sense that you know that, you know, they don't want to go to the ship. They are completely against everything that's going on. And they're, like, you know, say they have somebody to protect. And they know, like, they would easily lay down their life to protect this person. Right. And they end up disappearing. And they come back and... They're not necessarily, like, speaking in gibberish, right? It's still them. Mm-hmm. But they're like, look, I was wrong. I was wrong. You got to go. Like, come with me. Like, oh, I was wrong. I, I like that idea because it's like, you know, the other person would most likely very much trust this person who's, like, protecting. Like, maybe it's, like, yeah. a father and, like, a, a child or a mother and a child or something like that. Yeah. Or something, some sort of situation like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the child or you know whoever the one being protected is you know sees their guardian basically being like no we are not getting involved at all into that and then they get involved with that and then they're like no it's fine come on right and so i i like that dynamic a lot actually which because and then it's cool because you don't know you're like what in the world could have happened to make this character do a complete 180 like what yeah because what is it that goes on up there yeah, they were so against this, and then all of a sudden they're all for it. So what could have happened? Right. So Ooh, I like that actually. And then my last idea to like go on with that is like it mm-hmm. opens the movie. Like I, I, I'm thinking in, of these in terms of movies, most of them, at least mm-hmm. uh, this one definitely though. Uh, so the movie would open with, um, for some reason, like a barnyard comes to my mind it's nighttime well yeah, i mean that's a you know a very you know oh it's yeah an alien you know, movie you know yeah, the, the ufo why. rex and the barnyard kind of, of thing course. you know that's definitely a, a, a an alien movie kind of thing i will i'll play off that <laughs> trope but just for the first scene well I, yeah i, I mean it's an me alien movie one. you gotta right yeah. you gotta like it's, it's it's like making a callback exactly know? so it's like on a farm and then you, it, it just opens with this guy walking uh-huh and and there's somebody running away from him. So it's like this this chase scene. And at the end, he captures whoever it is. And you see him, like, dragging. Like, mm-hmm. he, like, knocks them unconscious. Drags, like, the body into, like, the middle of a field. And mm-hmm. then you just see the lights. Like, lights, like, you know, from a UFO or something. Um, right. Everything gets illuminated. And then it, like, cuts and the movie starts. Um, okay. So just a cool way to like open something up and right. have a bunch of mystery and be like, why is there an actual human taking another human up to an alien ship? And then, right. Yeah. So that was like the first thing that came to my mind when, when I have a idea. another idea I would like to pitch to, for you for like almost like an ending to this. Oh yeah. Hit so me. like maybe you have like the main character is like you know the young kid or whatever like that who's um parent you know was like no we're not going on that ship Mm -hmm. or maybe it's not even a young kid it's like a teenager or something like that you know it's like the the 
you know, the person we were talking about before, you know, whose guardian is like, no, we're not getting involved with this, and then gets involved with it, and is like, no, go ahead and let's, you know, let's get involved with it, right? Yeah. And so maybe, you know, they spend the whole, you know, movie or whatever, you know, trying to, like, escape these alien things that have taken the form or have mind-controlled or whatever the people that they know or these other people, right? And then they think they've, like, finally escaped them, right? And then they go to, like, turn on the TV, and it's, like, the president of the United States or something like that is saying, like, oh, we have visitors from the sky. You know, everybody can trust these people. Oh, you know, yeah. they they want to just, like, you know, show us all the stuff that they have in their cool spaceships. You know, it's, like, basically this person realizing, like, great, the United States is screwed. Yeah. <laughs> they, they've worked their way up. Yeah, and I think that would be a cool way to just, like, end it. Because, you know, then you're, like, what happens next? You know? Yeah. That would be cool. That it honestly would work really well as a show as well because that could be like, you know, mm-hmm. a finale of some sort. Right. Um, I like yeah. that one. Yeah, this was uh, this was the first one I came up with. When you and I Other are than like Breaking Burger. When you and I are like famous writers, and you know they're like, all right, y'all want to like pitch some story ideas to be turned into like a TV show or a movie? Let's pitch that one. I like that one a lot actually. Yeah, that one's fun. I, 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 really I think that it. it's also like a good safe bet. You know, it's like. You know, it's not, like, too out there where you're like, oh, I don't know how many people are going to like that. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, if you are into alien movies, that'll be right up your alley. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, that that's probably the one that I have, like, most fleshed out, except for uh-huh. um, a, I have a game idea. I don't know if I said right. that. I think, yeah. I mean, I think that one was, a, you know, it was a cool. very sim- nice, simple one to flesh out. You know, there's a lot of stuff you could do with it, but most of the stuff that you would do with it is very, like... Yeah, I can see, you know, it going that way on its own. Yeah. So, this second one I have, um, Mm -hmm. this one's just kind of a concept right now. It's just, like, somebody goes into cryosleep, and they're rudely awakened. Um, Is this the video game one, or is this just like a... No, no, this is another story one. Uh, This one is kind of difficult, because I don't want to, like... Like, when I was thinking about it in my head... I immediately, like, went to comedy, and I was like, wait, no, Mm -hmm. Futurama exists. Um, (laughs) And... I love Futurama, so that's probably why I even came up with this in the first place. Right, um, that was your inspiration. Yeah, so, but it, try to have, like, a serious take on it, where someone goes into cryosleep and they're awakened mm-hmm. by... I was thinking something like, say somebody is picked to basically travel to the future, but instead of going in a time machine, essentially what they're doing is, like, shooting them across space, putting them into okay. cryosleep, and then bringing them back to Earth... So that way, so much time has passed on the planet right. that once okay. they get back, it's a completely different, you know, completely different place. But right. somewhere within that, you know, something goes wrong or or maybe nothing goes wrong. And they, they awaken from cryosleep and, and, you know, they see the world around them. I don't know. That one's mm-hmm. that one I would have to definitely get more specific on. But right. Um, so would you want it to like because, you know, there's several ways you could take that, you know, like would yeah. they come back to earth and it's like oh wow all the humans are gone and it's like apocalyptic or whatever like that or would you Mm -hmm. come back and it's just like everything's so futuristic that you know this character who lived in you know the early 2000s or whatever like that is just you know not used to these flying cars that are everywhere and you know they have teleportation devices or whatever now you know what is i guess kind of a very similar thing to what futurama did but -hmm. you could definitely go for like a almost like a horror thing like maybe something took over the earth or something like that you know that's what like i was maybe thinking something like that while this character is like off planet you know in their cryosleep something a visitor shows up to earth and like 
totally just massacres the place, right? And so right. now it's basically this character trying to just survive. Yeah, I didn't want to do, like, the whole, like, uh, flying cars and stuff uh, stuff of that nature right. just because, you know, Futurama. Um, well, and I feel I like it's a little too a obvious, like... Like yeah. for like you know first thought for oh you're put into cryo sleep or you time travel or whatever is just oh I'm a, I've awakened in the future and everything is so you know amazing and techno and whatever you know mm-hmm. so it's I think it's I mean I, I'm sure it's been done you know where you go into you know cryo sleep or whatever like that and wake up and it's all apocalyptic yeah but I mean like I mean it's definitely been done way less than the other one has yeah. So, because it's almost got like a matrixy feel. Yeah, things. a little bit. Yeah, that one I'm I'm still kind of playing around. Speaking with. of which, did you see the like new Matrix movie? No, like I didn't. The, not the like it's, it's it's not like super new. It's like uh, probably a couple months old now. Like I I actually I would almost say a isn't year it Matrix old. Resurrection or something like that? Yes, it is so bad. I think that's a a year old, dude. Yeah, it is so bad. Yeah, that's a year old. <laughs> yeah, I heard it was really bad unfortunately yeah i went to go watch it and i was actually i was excited because i was like the matrix movies are like beloved by all you know it's like mm-hmm. everybody loves the matrix you know and you go i go into this movie and i'm it started and i'm like okay what is it what does it get good <laughs> yeah the well the first one is the the one that everybody loves I right i've heard a, that, you know likability sure. goes down a little bit as the series goes on yeah which I can see why it's kind of a, uh, I don't know, it's, it's it's a lot to, it's just a very obtuse franchise. Yeah, well, and then it, on. like, it kind of loses its charm, you know, like, after, I mean, once you get to, like, the third movie, you're like, okay, you know, we get it. Yeah. Right, like, in the first movie, you're like, wow, you know, like, I've never seen a concept like this before, but by the third movie, you're like, all right, we're, we're done with this. Yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been already done. Um, so yeah, I think that's about it for the cryo sleep one. Um, gotcha. I like that one so much. I can come up with, with that one yet. Uh, maybe I think, yeah, I think that one with a little bit of time, you could definitely come up with something, but it's definitely a little bit more abstract than the, um, the alien one was. Yeah. So moving on to my third, I I mean, my fourth, fourth. (laughs) um, fourth, yeah interview okay i can see okay this one has to do with so there is this old man and this old man is known around he's he's pretty uh i wouldn't say popular i guess infamous is the word i don't know everybody knows him because he's also infamous what infamous is like infamous is like everybody knows you but for a bad reason like if you you know blew up a bridge well, yeah. You'd be infamous because everybody knows the guy who blew up a bridge, but they know you as the guy who blew up a bridge, not as, like, this good person kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, he's not infamous, but he's known because he's trying to develop, like, a humanoid synth, something that is resembles a human and okay. has, you know, artificial intelligence. That's what he's mm-hmm. worked on, and he kind of hides away on his own um, working... Mm-hmm towards this goal um well one day uh okay actually no hold on dialing it back (laughs) it it, the story is within an interrogation room okay and the there's a detective or an interrogator i mean 
And on the other side of the table is a person who is being questioned about the death of this man who okay. is who was trying to create humanoid sense, right? Um, right. And he was he was killed. And they like they show a picture and so mm -hmm. this detective is questioning this person who was the only person known to have been around him at the time. And right. the detective is, is trying to figure out if the person across from them is indeed a person or if they are a machine. Oh, so and like they don't know if the, if the scientist was successful. Yes. So okay. essentially it's, it all takes place within the interrogation room. So... Mm -hmm. They're, they're so I'm assuming this would be more of a short story then. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So it'd be like an ep episode of Black Mirror. Um, okay. So so the, there's a because there's another show I forget what it's called, but it was a it's a British show and it all takes place inside a an interrogation room. Each episode is different. Um, so okay. it'd be almost like that. So he's interviewing the synth, and the thing is, is he's he's one he's worried because you know if it's not an actual person. He doesn't know what they what they're capable of, but but right. um, two, if it is a human, then he has to play by the rules. But if it's not, he could shoot it right then and there, and he won't suffer any repercussions because it's a machine. Right, because it's it's not a real. Person. In his eyes, at that point, there's no like robot rights or anything. So yeah, in his eyes, right. he's like, if this is indeed a machine, I could kill it right now for killing that guy, mm -hmm. and you know, the day is over. Um, right. So there there's this like you know and this when it really gets down to it you know you'd have to write like the interaction because that's really where like the meat of it is yeah is, like, yeah the, the tension you'd have to write a really compelling um interactive or not interactive story but like some really interactive like dialogue and like character interaction and stuff right um so yeah he's trying to figure out if this and and i'll just say it it is a machine it's not a real human okay um, so what i i where i think of it is like the tensions start to rise they start to rise, and then um, at some point, I forget what happens. <laughs> I think, yeah, okay, so the detective, he, you know, he's getting suspicious, and also, you know how they have the two-way mirror thing? Yeah, where um, I don't know yeah, if you can see yeah. them on one, one side, but on the other, it just looks like a mirror. So on the other side, he knows that there's more detectives over there, um, mm -hmm. and then he... For some reason, he starts to get suspicious, and it, the tension builds up. And at a certain point, he ends up shooting the person, and he realizes that he was correct, that it was a machine. Okay. And okay. then, like, his the people on the other side of the uh, two-way mirror, or one-way mirror, um, they come in, and he shoots them too, and it turns out they're machines. And oh. And then he, like, is freaking out, or or then he realizes, like, he has some sort of epiphany or something. Shoots himself. He's a machine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is one idea, right? Okay, it's getting crazy. And then the, okay. the camera would pan out. Camera uh -huh. pans out. And you see the old man sitting there. And he's like, oh, like happens every time. Yeah. Okay. So he's like, so damn it. I have another kind of idea built, built off this concept for you. Okay. It would still be a short story, and it would be pretty dark. Okay. Essentially, you know, you have the, the man trying to create human life out yep. of a machine, right? He's trying to make this as close to human life as possible, right? Mm -hmm. And so the story would basically just be, you know, him talking about all of his failures. 
and like how you know every machine you know it gets close you know the ai is super advanced but it's not living you know it doesn't feel like a human would you know yeah and so then maybe it you know near the end of the story climax-ish area you know you get to the point where he succeeds he creates this like humanoid synth and basically it just like it just says like i don't want to live anymore and like kills itself oh god and so then he's like, I don't want to be in this line of business anymore. And he quits. He just like, he quits that's right it. there. He's like, I'm done. Oh, God. And that's that where the story work. ends. Yeah, that would work <laughs> as a short story. It really would. Yeah. That uh, but I like yours, too. I like, like, I think that's like a really good idea, you know, because it's a big, like, you know, really flips your mind, you know, because you're like, what the heck is going on? Mm-hmm. And then it like comes out and you're like, oh. Yeah. And to keep it from being like too, like, because it, it could, it can be a little bit too, Ooh, a little too M. Night Shyamalan um, uh-huh. with, like, a twist. So maybe I would, like, dial it back and it wouldn't be that crazy. Well, I kind of like that, though. The whole fact that it's, like, you're, like, oh, okay, yeah, that was this, uh, the robot, you know, that he shot. And then those dudes come in and he shoots them and they're robots, too. And you're, like, whoa, no way, they're robots. And then he shoots himself and he's a robot. And you're just, like, what? Is what? Going on? Yeah, yeah, like, what? And then it zooms out and you're, like, oh, okay. I think that's such a good idea. Yeah, I think um, also I think uh, because each each one would be um, would have artificial memories right. uh, placed by the you know the the guy the inventor. Right. So yeah, like the inventor makes them all think that they're humans, right? Right. So maybe as the detective synth is figuring out that the suspect synth um, is a synth, and now he's realizing what the the, the signs are. And then mm-hmm. he's thinking about his own memories and thinking about inconsistencies and things that yeah, like, yeah, out. maybe yeah, he like picks out the like holes. Like maybe he tries to think of like um, his parents or something like that. And he's like, I, I can't think of their name. Yeah, you know, because like maybe the you know doctor or the scientist didn't program. He just programmed like a vague memory of a of a family member or something in their head. You know, not a specific one. Right, and so his way of I testing have- that theory is to kill. Uh, his partners or whatever uh, uh-huh. they walk in he shoots them once he realizes that they are machines then he's like that's it like he knows what he is mm-hmm. and then he yeah he ends it there. I like that idea okay so maybe he doesn't um, maybe whenever the partners come in he doesn't immediately be like I'm gonna test this out and shoot the partners mm-hmm. maybe he's like freaked out because what the synth you know he was interrogating is saying is making him think like man I have a really similar experience to this guy and he shoots him and finds out he's a synth right his partners come in and so he's like pointing his gun at them and like interrogating them now yeah. and when they start answering like that synth does he's like okay they're synths too and so he shoots them and then he's like man my experience is so similar and so then he's like I gotta do it and then yeah. he shoots himself yeah oh I think that's such a good idea it could even yeah. at first at first, I was like, mm, okay, okay. And then you're like, this, like, you know, mind boggler right here. I'm like, whoa, okay. There's a bunch of different <laughs> directions I feel like I could take this in. Um, yeah, because, I mean, like, you know, you could just, you know, oh, it was a doc, the scientist experiment, or you could totally, you know, take it wherever you wanted. Yeah. So that's that's one idea. Or it could legitimately be a situation where there it's not an experiment and that that scientist really did die. Uh, at the hands right. of the machine. So, I don't know. I, I'm always something to think about, but I, I really do like that mm-hmm. one. That one might be my, my second favorite. 
I think that one that is a yeah. really good one. I think that one I would I would really say that one's probably one you should I would consider writing into something. Yeah, I think that one would work really well as a short story as well. I I really think so. Like a short story or a short film or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, like I would love lot. to make that as a, a short a short uh hey. film or whatever. We'll keep it on the backlog. Okay, everyone listening to this podcast, you are not allowed to recreate this. If we see something that is like this, we're coming after you. Yeah. For, uh, copyright Look, infringement. Hey, <laughs> you can have Breaking Burger. Okay, that's yeah. yours. We'll be coming That's after anybody's. you with the full force of Breaking Burger, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but um, um, when you and I are able to, like, like, you know, let's say years down the road, we're, like, real committed to this. You know, this is our job right here. We've got the budget to make some high production stuff. Yeah. We'll do this. I like this idea a lot. Yeah. We'll thank put this you, together. Thank you. Um, yeah, if no one does it by then. <laughs> so. Hey, we we have a promise, okay? All of our listeners, we have a mutual respect with them right now. This is a pact right they, now. They told me they told me personally that they won't they won't cheat off of our idea. Okay, cool. Good. Or if you do, give us credit. Say inspired. Yeah, if by you do, just Ada. make it good, please. Yeah, don't make it this like crappy thing that you know other YouTubers or whatever watch and make fun of. Like, make it this thing where everyone's like, "Wow, did you see this video on YouTube?" Yeah. 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 Um, and then Call clip, it like, clip who me is talking about or, it. And I'll yeah. take credit. There you go. Link, link, this podcast, link this podcast episode in the description. Please. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that one, I, I do like that one. So um, my fifth one, and this mm-hmm. one, I, this I kind of was kind of on a whim a little bit. Um, but essentially it's just, it's like a, a somebody, like think of the Joker. Okay. Uh, like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Right. And how he doesn't really... Uh, or is he the best version of the Joker? To... Yeah, so, I'll just say him. I think it really depends, you know? Like, so he's definitely the version of the Joker that explores well, no, the, like... not the best version. The Heath Ledger is my Joker. Oh, for, I, for the record. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like, there, there's... No. I would just say that if you're looking for a Joker who's, like you know, explores the Joker's mental illness, I think Joaquin Phoenix yes. is definitely the best form of that. I think Heath Ledger definitely portrayed the Joker perfectly, mm-hmm. but I think if you're, like, thinking of the Joker as a mentally ill person, I think Joaquin Phoenix definitely took the cake for that one. Yeah, that one, actually, we, we could even talk about that movie for a little bit, because I, yeah, I'll be honest, I was, I'm not a huge fan of that movie. You're not a huge fan of the Joker? Of the Hawking Phoenix one? Nope. Not. Really? Yeah. So, I liked it. I wasn't like... Like, everyone else, you know, was praising it like it was this crazy spectacle. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was like, wow, that's, you know, wild or anything. I definitely thought it was interesting. Yeah, it was like... Like, I think... It, it was a movie... Like, I don't regret watching it. I'm, I, uh-huh. I, but for me, it was just like a one-time watch, and that's it. Because, like, I don't know. I, I, I was kind of just disturbed. Because it, I, was, I it didn't feel that. like the Joker. It didn't feel like uh-huh. a... Like, I don't know. When I think of Joker, obviously I think of like Heath Ledger. Or, you know, right. the typical Joker well, and then it was, you're used to seeing. Well, and then, you know, it was definitely a bold move of them to make a movie about a Batman villain without incorporating Batman into it at all. Yeah. Like, the only bit of Batman you see is, you know, they talk about the Waynes a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. And they, like, showcase the Waynes just a tiny bit, you know? They're like... 
like you you know they're in the story so little that you know if you'd only seen it once you might even just forget that it happened right you know so that was definitely a bold move <clears throat> on their part they definitely you know took the joker name and definitely put their own spin on it for, for certain. which i'm all i'm i'm open for that like yeah i, I have no yeah, problem no, with I, the movie i don't think yeah i don't think that was a bad idea at all on their part you know they because they did put together a very well movie if they had decided they were going to make a Joker movie and then just completely crap on, you know, the idea of the Joker, then I would have had an issue. But, you know, they did seriously put forth some really good effort here, so I, I have no problems with what they did at all. Yeah, I think for me it was just like, it wasn't, I was going into it expecting, like, a fun time, but it didn't really feel like <laughs> a fun time. It was more, like, depressing yeah. and dark and... And, yeah, it definitely, yeah. it was definitely meant to be a, you know, disturbatory film, you know, where afterwards you're like, ooh, that made me uncomfortable. Yeah, but you know, one, where they were one funny for. thing about that is Joker spoilers incoming. Um, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the movie, when he shoots Robert De Niro, uh-huh. my grandpa laughed so freaking hard in the <laughs> middle of the theater. It was you... like instant. <laughs> Have you seen all those memes that people have where um, Joaquin Phoenix is being interviewed by, like, Jimmy Fallon, and they, like, edit it, so he's like, did you really just bring me on here to make fun of me, Jimmy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Jimmy Fallon, like, looks at the camera like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, those are so funny to me. Dude, it was, it was that moment, because it was just, like, the most inappropriate uh-huh. moment to break out into laughter. That, uh, yeah. It was, I mean, that's always like... It was great. I can't think of what other movie I'm thinking about, but there's another movie that has like a like a pretty gruesome death scene, but it was just kind of goofy, and so I remember chuckling at it, but I was like, oh, I shouldn't chuckle at that. <laughs> I can't remember what movie it was, though. Was it Midsummer? It's going to bother. No, I don't, I don't think I watched that one, actually. Oh, God, that movie is... That movie has disturbing death scenes. That, disturbing? Yeah. Oh, you want to know about a disturbing movie... There's a movie called, I think it's called The Ritual? The Ritual. Or something like that? The Ritual. Let me look up and see if this is the right one I'm thinking of. Yes. It's not a very good movie. Like, it's not, like, super crazy. Oh, it's on Netflix, like that. Huh? Yes. But I would say it, it's pretty interesting. And, you know, it definitely, like, throws you through the whole, like, is the main character going insane right now? Or is this actually happening? Kind oh, of thing? yeah. You know, it's, it's definitely a very, like, you know, disturbing movie. Do you watch a lot of horror movies? Or do you like horror movies? I watch them occasionally. I've always wanted to, because I have, a like, an idea for, like, a story, like, an actual novel that I want to write that involves horror. Mm-hmm. And every time I'm thinking about that novel, I'm like, I'm going to watch a horror movie to, like, get in the horror writing mood, you know? Yeah. And so then I'll watch something like that, you know? And I, I don't care super much for the, like, oh, jump scare horror, you know? I much care more care yeah. for the one, you know, where you leave the theater, like, that freaked me out, you know? Yeah, so... And so I always try to look for those ones. Um, yeah, so I, I, I've i recently been watching a lot of South Korean movies, just in general. Um, mm. But specifically, South Korean, uh, uh, Korean horror movies are... Right. They're very different from what we're used to seeing. I, I have... I've never seen any of these South Korean movies, like like all the way through but i've seen youtube videos talking about them and they all seem very like very well put together i have i've seen quite a few and i i could definitely give you some recommendations uh but specifically with like the horror genre like Mm -hmm. they don't they don't hold back (laughs) 
Right. Sometimes, and, and in fact, most of the endings in those movies are actually really depressing. It's not like, uh, I don't know, where... where like there's a happy a, ending. Yeah, there's never a happy ending. It's always something mm-hmm. that's like... Like, there's... Actually, no, because I don't want to spoil a movie. But, yeah, it, it's very... In that sense, it's pretty realistic, because it's like, if you're living in a horror movie, it's probably yeah. not going to end well. And that's how a lot of those movies end up. And right. um, it's a different take. And I, and I do actually really like those movies. But um, mm-hmm. I have to be in the right mood for something that's not going to leave me with a happy feeling at the end. But right. uh, anyway, that side tangent. Um, <laughs> where was I? Uh, oh, we were yeah. talking about Joker. The Joker, yeah. Um, so, okay. I think yeah, you, were, you were talking about how the Joker incorporated into <clears> the story. And then we totally went on a, you know uncomfortable movie tangent in an incoherent <laughs> movie tangent yeah um so yeah so picture someone like the joker it doesn't even have to be joaquin phoenix's but just somebody who doesn't care who has like no right. care about the world at all whatsoever now okay. think if that person was very 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 smart now think if that person invented a time machine right mm. usually if a scientist creates a time machine they're going to be very wary about paradoxes and how it works and how the, you know how the universe works around it and how it works with the universe right but they don't want to change and shatter the timeline too much right so what i'm thinking is there's this, this person who doesn't care like they're done they don't care if the universe ends tomorrow they're they, you know so they create a time machine and they go through and they're just prepared for the worst and the yeah like it doesn't doesn't matter to them and so you know i'm i'm i was trying to think of like different things that could go along with it after they right. enter the time machine and maybe it ends up that they do end up caring or not or um i right. th- just think it'd be interesting um like say this person goes back to the 1700s and they bring a time machine with them because they're just prepared to mess everything up right right and they give a time machine to the people in 1700 and now say you go back to current present day and Mm -hmm. you know you see what life was like if back then they had a time machine i don't know a time or you could like do like the you know everyone wonders like oh what would happen if you went back to a caveman and gave them an iphone or something right yeah do something similar like that, you know, just like, oh, I wonder what happens if I do this. And then goes back and sees what the outcome is. Yeah. But that's just, yeah, so that one's just a, like, that's just the basic idea of it. I think mm-hmm. there's different stories you can make with that that character. Right. Um, right. I guess what my main question would be, what would be the motivation behind, like, doing this? Well, yeah, see, I don't know. I, I haven't really thought about this one too far to really say. Right. So um, maybe... Maybe um, it's somebody who has lived to the end of time. Like, maybe, like, um, I don't know how to explain it. Like, time machines have been around for a little bit. Or maybe time machines have been around forever, but just, like, been a secret society kind of thing. And at some point, the timeline ends. And so once this character has reached the end of this timeline, they're like, you know, I'm at the end of the timeline. It doesn't matter what changes because it's just going to end at some point. So might as well go and, like, experiment with the timeline, right? Go ahead and just see what happens with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. There's a... Oh. The thing with time, time travel is it's always going to be, like, a convoluted, incoherent yes. mess. Yes, yes. 
<laughs> um, t- time travel is definitely very difficult to yeah. get right. So I you think have to be prepared for all of that. It's a very daunting monster to write about. Yeah, I think I was just, I was interested about the subject because I watched uh-huh. this movie. It's actually, a, it's a low-budget movie. It was $7,000 uh, filmed wow. in Dallas. Um, oh. It's about like an a little over an hour long. It's called the, it starts with a P. Um, but it's a time travel movie. And it's, it's, some say it's like one of the best depictions of time travel. Is it called Primer? Yes. Okay, yeah, so it's, it says Primer's a 2004 American independent well, psychological how'd you find science figure. I just looked up low-budget time travel movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> Interesting. But, yeah, that movie is really cool because the the means of time travel in that movie are very, like, uh, pretty simple. Like, there's a process to it. Uh-huh. Um, and yet, by the end of the movie, you have no idea what the hell's going on. So you have to watch right. it, like, multiple times to really get the full picture of it um, uh-huh that i had yeah that movie was it was really cool just seeing something that was low budget but be so effective at such like a crazy concept like time machine or yeah time mm-hmm. travel um but yeah i think that got me in a little bit of a time travel mood with with this particular idea i gotcha but that I always happens that to me that always happens to me with wanting to write stories as you know you like watch or read or you know observe something that has to do with some kind of genre and you're like man i i could do something with that genre you know i could write something really good for that yeah and so it like gets me in that like mood yeah for it <laughs> so um <clears throat> speaking of low budget films i think um what are those films called where they um they had the like camera set up paranormal activity aren't those like super low budget like aren't they super low budget films that like were extra- yeah, look, fifteen thousand dollars for the um, first paranormal paranormal wow. activity budget, and I mean those movies are like super high grossing movies, aren't they? Yeah, look at this yeah. for box office, it's one ninety three point four million dollars. Wow, that is such a crazy profit. Wow, I've always thought that it would be really fun to do one of those, you know, just like the, you know, filming with the you know just whatever camera kind of things, because you know it would take like no money at all. To film mm-hmm. a movie like that, and if you're a really good storyteller, you could always put together a story that's you know worth that professional equipment and stuff, you know. Yeah. A professional budget. I really do want to make a, a movie like a low budget thing. Be we should we should do that. We should we should get together <clears> and brainstorm some uh, some script ideas and like put together some kind of low budget film. Absolutely. Well, then in that case, you should definitely watch Primer because. Like, regardless of if you care about t- uh, time travel at all, it's just cool to see how they told a story without right. having very many resources. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just, yeah, I mean, just the low-budget, like, storytelling. Because, you know, you can't utilize CGI wherever you want. You know, you, mm-hmm. you're limited on your props and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. so how do you tell a story mostly without that, right? As well as a set. Like, you don't have... You don't have a bunch of people. You don't have right. Yeah, because you know studio. more often than not, you're going to be recording out in a location, most likely, right? Right. Not yeah, in your studio or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah, that's interesting. I like that. So, um, my last thing: Have you ever played? Okay. This is the game idea, by the way. Okay. Have right. you ever played the Stanley Parable? I have not, but I have seen like YouTube videos, and so so I'm I'm fairly familiar with it. Yeah, so I I was playing that game last week, and okay. it got me thinking. I was like, I've never played a game like this. 
Uh, and if you don't know what the Stanley Parable is, for anybody that might be listening, it's a uh, it's a game where essentially you're just this you're you're a man working in an office, and there's a narrator, and um, you start the game, and you walk through the office, and there's nobody there, and the narrator is kind of like telling you where to go, but you can go wherever you want. So if you go right. somewhere else, then the narrator calls you out, and basically there's there's like tons and tons of different endings and each door each place that you go whatever path you go there's a different uh ending that happens or a different story that unfolds and it gets crazy like if you go down this hallway through this door down here then you end up in like minecraft and the narrator explains (laughs) where you are and like it's there's so many crazy thing it's a very trippy game it's a very yeah because it's like you know it's very fourth wall breaky yes it definitely throws you for a bit of a trip yes it's very self-aware and um yeah just very complex um so yeah i was thinking about a game like that and then also like 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 hello neighbor where it's it's a house but the house Mm -hmm. on the outside looks all crazy but uh when you go inside there's all these different rooms and weird stuff going on Um, And I just, I really love that concept of there's being so many different paths you can go on. So maybe it's like a, like it's pretty, you know, not a super big house or anything like that. When you walk in, it's like huge on the inside, you know, like definitely doesn't fit the size of the exterior. Yes. So I I just really love that idea of Mm -hmm. being able to explore this place and you have no idea what's going to happen. You go down one place and you end up at the center of the universe. Just some crazy stuff like that, that can happen. Or you go down another place and it's something very, like, very normal, you know? Uh-huh. Um, so I was thinking of a, a cool game concept that would be able to do that. And I was thinking about uh, similar to Hello Neighbor, where there, it's a house. And we're going back to a detective. Um, there's a detective that is going in this house. Um, and, and I picture it like this. You know how in Despicable Me, Gru's house looks a lot different than his neighbors yeah it's like you have all these like you know uh cookie cutter you know uh what do you call suburb homes and then you have this like dark looking shack almost right yeah so i I don't know if it would look like a shack but i just want it to look different than everything else right Um, like obviously like if you're looking at all the houses that one like sticks out yes so gotcha basically the owner of the house it's like kind of this unhinged guy, um, mm-hmm. and he he just kind of disappears. And so you're this detective, and you you're going into the house to look for him. And upon entering the house, everything looks normal, but once you start exploring and looking around, it's way bigger, first right. of all, than it looks like on the outside. And you start going down these different paths, and um, and it's similar to the Stanley Parable, where different things happen. You fall down mm-hmm. uh, the, here, and it opens up into an endless void. Or, um, and, and, and then one thing too is for the story of the game. I want the the guy there who lived in the house to have been working on something to travel th- to different dimensions. And right. I think maybe his reasoning for that is because he wants to find a dimension with. Um, like his daughter or something, you know, something he lost. Um, gotcha. And so he basically works on trying to find interdimensional travel in his house. 
You know, this is reminding me a lot of Rick and Morty. What's that? Rick, I was just about to... I was thinking, I was like, you know, this is, this has got some Rick and Morty vibes to it. It does. <laughs> um, it's not so, bad, though. I think it's, I think it's a very, like... I think this would work very well as a video game. Yeah. Because, you know, you could, like, you know, there's... So however many rooms you could explore, you know, when you get into that house, and then behind every door you could just put whatever you wanted in. Yeah. It's trippy, so it works. So he's working on this this means of interdimensional travel, build a machine for it. Um, and basically in this universe, if you if you if you find the key to to traveling between dimensions, you basically break a part of the universe. So his house is like fractured into multiple dimensions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when when you step through everything is it's everything is fractured into multiple dimensions and it goes in different places and somewhere there's the old man that lives there and so you're going through and you're looking through all these places and um i was trying to think of a way where you could get the story of the old man who lives there while you're playing the game and it could be something like like a video log Um, or so you could also maybe the you know he was a journaler or something like that or you to like as you're you know because you know his house is fragmented into these different like dimensions mm-hmm. as you're as you're walking maybe you see like a picture frame with him and a family you know and then you see like a child's like teddy bear or something like that you know yeah. you could do like you know very simple storytelling you know not just like explicitly saying what the um old man's story is but you know like through little bits and pieces kind of like leading the player to being like you know maybe the old man's trying to find his family or something yeah, that would be, I think, yeah, I would have to decide whether or not I want it to be out in the open or something that you have to just be paying attention and actually want to see. Right, yeah, it could be very subtle. Um, but yeah, so that was that's kind of the idea for the game, is that that's, a that's interesting. trippy, dimensional game. Uh, yeah, I don't know, just an idea. So what Stanley you could Parable almost, is super cool, by the way. I would what you could it. almost do, uh, instead of being, instead of having the main character be a detective, you could have... The main character maybe being like um like a grandchild of this old man mm-hmm. and you know his grandpa's you know mysterious mysteriously stopped returning his calls or maybe it's like a neighbor and he used to see him go out every single day to get the mail and then you know it's been like a week since he's gone and got the mail so you're like oh i wonder what he's you know is he okay in there so you go to like knock on his door nobody's home you know you look in all the windows nobody's home so then you just decide okay i'm gonna try the door it's unlocked, yeah. you know, and then you just like start exploring this house, basically. Yeah, well, that would that would almost become Hello Neighbor, but oh, so I I haven't played Hello Neighbor, so I I might be ripping that off a little bit. <laughs> I forget how it starts um, exactly, but you're ba- you're his uh, you're the neighbor across the street, and right. I forget why he ends up going there, but yeah. Um, you're a little, you're a little kid in Hello Neighbor, though, right? You're not like an adult. No, right? you are. You're an adult in the first one. Oh, I, I thought you were a little kid in uh, Hello Neighbor for some reason. No, in the first one, you're an adult. I don't know if at, at a certain point, like you see yourself as a kid, but let me check. So I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, gotcha. Hello you Neighbor. Look up if it's... Yeah. So, yeah, I don't. I wonder what happened with that. That game. I think there's a second one that just came out not too long ago. Yeah, you're a, you're an adult. Hello, neighbor two. <clears throat> this came out in 2021, so it's like two years old for Hello yeah. Neighbor two. So yeah, I don't know if this is too similar to Hello Neighbor. 
Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's different because it has like the dimension stuff, and obviously the story would make it different. But right, so it'd be like a uh, sure. a merging of Hello Neighbor and the Stanley Parable, huh? Yeah, with its own, um, I guess. What would you say? Aesthetic or right some story? Yeah. So right. it's, own, like its own different. Thing. Its own different plot line. Right. But so, the, the I see where the where the dynamic is though. I like it. Yeah, I would really like to make that game at some point. All of your ideas were way more fleshed out than mine. Like I didn't have to give you almost like any. Like oh, we should take the story this way, or I think the story would work very well this way. You like already had your stories all fleshed out. <laughs> it's because I I. The other night, I didn't get any sleep. I got like two I hours. So the entire night, I was just, just brainstorming. Like, yeah, I was just brainstorming. And I uh, gotcha. yeah, because with mine, I was like, oh, here's a good magic idea. Let's build something around it. You've got like, like I'm surprised you haven't started writing these already. Yeah, I, I <laughs> some of these I I don't know if they're gonna work. The cryo sleep one or the time machine one, but the other ones I think. I definitely, I really like the alien abduction one a lot. Yeah. Um, I really like the synth one yeah. a lot as well. And then I also really like the, um, this most, the, the last one that we talked about as well. The video game? What, yeah. were, what were the other ones that we talked about? So I know there was Breaking Burger. There was, um. Well, I'm surprised. The, the Time Machine. I'm surprised that one wasn't your favorite. Well, you know, it. It would have been my favorite, but, you know, I mean, it, it's got to be on the back burner. I don't think we have the budget for that one yet. Well, I mean... You know, these, these other ones are within our, uh, our, you know, we could do them now. Yeah, but you do recognize, <laughs> like, as an idea, it's the best oh, one. Oh, I mean, that's definitely, like, you know, Grammy award-winning work right there. Okay, cool. It's just, you know, it's like, you know how James Cameron didn't want to release Avatar 2 until the technology was out, you know? Yeah. The technology isn't out for Breaking Burger yet, you know? That's true. <laughs> that's true people aren't ready for breaking burger they're not ready they're we not gotta make ready. that a t-shirt breaking burger breaking burger or heisenberger <laughs> but the uh, dude will get his hair back when he starts uh making burgers yeah <laughs> and and then he he cooks he cooks like meth into the burgers and so everybody just gets addicted and i'm like yeah, these burgers are so good the and most popular joint in town yeah, he he makes a meth empire, but with a burger joint. Cops come to like investigate, and they're like, "Man, this stuff is so good. I don't know if I want to investigate him. Like, I think we should just let him be." Yeah, <laughs> I feel like someone's done that. Like every time I, I think of an idea, I feel like that was a. I feel like I've seen a bit where someone did that. Uh huh. Um, so, I don't remember who said it. I'm I'm gonna look this up real quick. But somebody has said that there's no such thing as an original idea. Who said there is no such a thing as an original idea? Because, you know, the concept is, oh, Mark Twain, there is no such thing as an original idea. No matter what you come up with, it's been done before. You know, the people have been around for too long for anything to be considered original anymore, you know? So even if it's, like, been done before, I mean, putting your own spin on it, it's, you know, it's different enough that it's fine, you know? Because even Star Wars is very similar to other stuff, you know? It's like, I don't remember exactly what um, George Lucas took inspiration from, but, you know, in Star Wars, there's... uh, People go back and analyze it. It's, you know, there's big parts of Star Wars that are, like, 
almost directly ripped from other pieces of fiction, you know? I guess you could say Star Trek was probably a, a big influence. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm going to look that up too, actually. Um, what were the influences be? But yeah, if you look at all of these ideas, they all do definitely have parallels to to, to different things. Of course, the game one is obvious. Um, but right. yeah. I've... Yeah, but I mean, like, as far as, like, um, the alien abduction one and the um, synth one, I mean, I can't think of, like, that. that's super original, I think. Like, I think you that's think so? very... Yeah, because, I mean, I can't... I mean, the synth one, I mean, maybe for the interrogation thing, you're kind of leaning into Detroit Become Human, but not so much that, like, we're ripping it off because, you know, you immediately steered away from that. Yeah. And then, I mean... I can't think of anything that's been like that alien one. I mean, I don't know. I don't watch a whole lot of alien movies, so I'm sure there's something out there. I love alien stuff. If there's a new alien movie, I immediately get excited. Although, I can't say that without saying that I haven't seen Nope yet. Jordan Peele's new movie. I haven't seen that either. I Have you heard if it's good or not? I haven't heard like anything about, oh, about it's, it. So it's almost like how... Well, I don't. I can't think of a good example right now. Um, <laughs> I've seen Get Out and Us, and I love those movies. Or actually, I uh-huh. love Get Out was one of my favorite movies. Us, I I did like Us, but yeah, Nope was um, I guess a little bit more mixed because I I don't know exactly how it is, but it's not you know your typical alien movie, which no one was really expecting that. Um, right. But I know that there's some because my uncle was really excited. He went to go see it. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just know that's very different. So you can't really expect anything. So I feel like th- with a lot of things, you can't, uh, with a lot of work well, similar like to his, you can't expect With, uh, with, anything. you know, Jordan Peele's style, is it Peele or Peely? It's Peele. Peele? With his style, you know, in particular, it's definitely like, you know, you go in expecting something and it totally exactly. delivers something different. You know, like, that's definitely what he goes for. Right, and so I if you go in expecting, expecting a normal alien movie, it's not uh-huh. going to... I mean, I definitely it. think that same concept follows along with everything that you've just spoken of today. You know, all of everything, every story idea that you told me has that, you know, spin of like, oh, you think this is how it's going to end up, and then you t- we totally spin it around, you know, yeah. f- you know, flip it on its head, and it is completely different now. Yeah. I liked it though. I mean, I've always been a bit like a like H.P. Lovecraft um, kind of style writing, you know, where it's like, you know, you don't know if what's going on is really going on. You know, it's this wacky thing. You know, what if the main character is just going crazy? Kind of idea. I've always been a big fan of that style of writing. Could we could we agree that Cthulhu is the scariest monster? I mean, yeah. Is he? I mean, he's scary enough that you just can't even comprehend him. Yeah. Isn't that like the that's like the lore behind him, right? That like even just looking at him completely just messes your mind up, right? Yeah, there's something about like when and you his look name at and his name. Well, because I I think in the story it's supposed to be that like the depiction of him is like a simplified like you know this is what people can comprehend, but his form is just so incomprehensible that it's just like like you just can't even. You know, it's, it's like, like cosmic horror kind of thing, you know, where it's just be completely beyond our understanding. That's what I was going to say, yeah, cosmic horror. 
like even even his name Cthulhu that's not how like so that's like how humans would pronounce it but it's like pronounced a different way that's it's impossible for humans to pronounce his yeah. name properly or is, is what I've heard I don't know I've I've only read a little bit of H.P. Lovecraft so I've got a book called what is it called I can't see it from here it's called like the tales of H.P. Lovecraft or whatever like that and it's just like basically all of his short stories into one book mm-hmm. I've read like half of it I haven't read any H.P. Lovecraft, but... Most of the influence I've gotten from H.P. Lovecraft has been video game related and stuff, because there's a lot of video games that um, take what he, um, you know, as what, what, what he writ- wrote about and then put it in movies, too. Like, you ever yeah. watch The Thing? I haven't seen it all the way through. It was a long okay, time but ago, too. That one, you know, very much takes some inspiration from... Um, H.P. Lovecraft. Basically, anytime you see a horror movie that involves some kind of like, you know, unexplainable people just don't understand this thing, mm-hmm. like, you can find some kind of like H.P. Lovecraft like story that, you know, is most likely inspired that work of fiction. Yeah. Like anything that has uh, any sort of cosmic horror, like, yes. you know, Bloodborne is really yes. popular for that. Which, so. Crazy enough, I have never played Bloodborne before, but, like, I want to say last week, I watched, because Jack Septic Guy, he claims it's his favorite video game, right? And yeah, so he's played, he's played it a handful times. of, yeah, he's played it a handful of times on his channel, and so for the first time, I was like, you know, because I'd seen little bits and pieces of people playing Bloodborne, but for the first time, I was like, you know, I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to watch this playthrough of Bloodborne, and it was so, like, the story was so much cooler than I would have ever imagined, because, like, you go, um, you know, for the story for, like, Dark Souls, the story for Elden Ring, it's there, but, you know, you can play through the whole story and not even, like, or, like, the whole game and not even, like, realize that you were having a story explained to you, you know? But then you go into Bloodborne, and it's, like, you know, at some point you start seeing these, like, things that you didn't see before, and it's, like, everywhere, you know? It's, like, it's crazy how, uh, yeah, I've heard about in that. that game is. I need to play it. I'm only I, only have I'm Elden only Ring under my bad. belt. I uh I've played a little bit of Elden Ring, like eight hours of Elden Ring is what I've got under my belt. I've got eight hours of Elden Ring and then like a handful of hours in Dark Souls three. I'm just not a big like I don't know. I, I, I definitely I'm not gonna say I don't like from software games. I think they're fantastic. It's just not my style of game. You know, I just don't yeah. I don't enjoy it as much as others do. But I do see the appeal in it. I I would never argue that those are not appealing games. They're just, you know, I just don't, I just personally don't care for that style of game. Yeah, they just, they're not like, they're they're not relaxing ever. <laughs> right. And, I'm uh, definitely a casual gamer, for yeah. sure. There's never been a game where I'm like, I'm like so competitive. Anytime I want to get competitive in a game, I immediately fall out of it. Like, yeah. if you want me to stick with the game, it's got to be very chill. I can play it for hours and not you know, freak out the whole time. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I tried to play Elden Ring, and I am stressed the whole time. Even just walking around, I am stressed because everything can kill you. <laughs> yeah, you've never heard anybody say, I'm just going to relax and play some Elden Ring. It, it doesn't I mean, I'm sure it somebody work. says it. You know, there's those people who speedrun the game, you know. You ever seen those people oh, speedrun yeah. the game on Twitch? They never seem like they're st- stressing out. They're just chilling the but whole time. But that's because they've know? played all of them. Yeah, they've played all of them, you know, millions of times over. They, you know, those people who play the game blindfolded, like, 
there's nothing in the game oh, that can yeah. surprise them. I, you I know? could never have the patience <laughs> for that. That that was the really the the main thing was it was test it tested my patience, and I don't mm-hmm. have a ton of patience, so I'm really surprised that I even got through the entire thing. I think I we was just like totally, I spent money on this, so I might as well. I would love to do a co-op playthrough of. I mean, I know the co-op works a little different in Dark. Uh, I mean, not Dark Souls, Elden Ring. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, um, once you get into each area, you can, like, summon a, f- uh, a friend or whatever, you know? Yeah, and so it's, it's a little, little different. different than just, like, joining somebody's game. But you can still do it. Yeah. I I think you and I should do a co-op playthrough of Elden Ring. I think that would be really enjoyable. That would be fun, yeah. And, uh, well, the thing with Elden Ring is you, you uh, whenever you die, you get sent back to your own world. So okay. that is one thing. And then to actually summon somebody, there's like a specific resource that you need uh, in order to do oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like some kind of uh, like fingers, like a furled finger or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. And then right. I, I've heard that the way you do it, because, you know, typically when you do that, it just summons somebody random. But the way that you get around that rule is that you put yourself in like a private party or whatever like that. And then you and your friend are only in that private party. Yeah. So then when it goes to, you know, summon somebody random, the only option is your friend. Yeah, you have a password, and so you can both join up Which with I'm that. surprised they haven't already, like... Because, you know, I mean, like, if, you know, that's how most people would play with their friends. I'm surprised they haven't integrated some way to just, you know, join your friend's game. Oh, it's for the... It's because they try to make them as, like, immersive as possible. So okay. in order and to so not it break immersion... Kind of break the lore a little bit if you could just... Yeah, they try to make everything wanted. within the within the world. Mm-hmm. So, I remember I was listening. Different. I was listening to um, the podcast "Intentionally Blank" with Brandon Sanderson and Dan Wells. Yep. And Brandon Sanderson is apparently a very big fan of From Software, right? And yeah. so he was complaining that they picked George R. R. Martin to um write the story for not Elden him. Ring and not him. He's like, I'm a big fan. George R. R. Martin has enough on his plate. He's gotta finish uh uh Game of Thrones. They should have picked me. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. I would have loved that. It would have been really cool. It would have been a different cool. game because I think George R. R. Martin is definitely the dark fantasy type. Mm-hmm. Whereas Brandon Sanderson I wouldn't even say Brandon Sanderson is the the you know like the typical just like uh, traditional fantasy type. Mm-hmm. He definitely writes his own form of fantasy, but it's not dark fantasy. You know, it like it's a. I don't even know how you would explain it. I just have to read it, huh? I yeah. I I mean, I haven't read too much of his work, but I mean, every bit that I have read, I've been a big fan of. Yeah, I need to get into some brand. Who would you say your favorite author is and why? Right now, uh, it's Pierce Brown. The okay. author for Red Rising. Okay, um, you've you've suggested that book a lot to me. Yeah. And I've, I've been meaning to give it a read. I, it's just, I have such a big list. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. It's But it's it's a really good book, or book uh-huh. series, really. Um, yeah, he's on his, like, I don't know, sixth, there's sixth and seventh book are coming out, and those are going to be the final okay. ones. So now's as good a time as any to, to read it. Gotcha. I mean, I, I've, I've wanted to get into it. I mean, you were suggesting, and it sounded very good. I've, yeah. I've, I've been meaning to, it's to really, give it a really shot. Cool. Give it a read. Yeah, I'm going to actually have to reread it because I was in the middle of one, and then I think school started for me, and so I, mm-hmm. it 
kind of got lost. And so yeah. now that the new ones are coming out, I'm going to start reading it again <laughs> at some point. That's how, um, that's how Outlander is for my mom. She's read the Outlander series like so many times because, you know, she started reading it when they only had like three books out. And then they released book four, so she read books one through four again. Oh, wow. And then they released book five, so then she read books one through five. And then, you know, I think they're on like nine now. So she's oh read it. Oh, my God. She's read it like nine different times. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. I could never. I honestly, I don't even think I've ever reread a series. I've always meant to go reread um, Aragon. Because yeah. it's the series that got me into wanting to, like, write and, you know, be a storyteller. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, you know, it's been a good probably five years since I've read Aragon. I should really go see if it holds up to in my standards, you know? Yeah. I just haven't gotten around to it. Because, I mean, I, don't, I was a big reader when I was a kid, apparently. Because I remember looking at these Aragon books and being like, yeah, that's pretty doable. But now I look at them and I'm like... It's a little daunting. Those are pretty big books. Yeah, they are. They're <laughs> massive. They're always like the biggest because um, they, like those books aren't for, it's like YA. Is it YA considered? I think it's young adult fiction. Yeah, I would yeah. say. I, I think it is. Because I remember them being YA in the fantasy. library at like school and stuff and they're always yeah. like the biggest ones. Yeah, that's where I, I found them was at the, was in the library at my school. Yeah. I remember I got interviewed because, you know, I was always in the library. I was a little nerdy library boy. Um, <laughs> the school yearbook was, like, interviewing people about, like, their favorite books and, you know, what they would recommend for people to read. And I was like, everybody should read Brzinger by Christopher Paolini. And the yearbook people are like, what the heck is that? I've huh? never heard of that before. <laughs> Everyone else was suggesting, like, you know, John Green books and stuff like that. What are you suggesting? <laughs> <laughs> or is it, is it Hank Green who's the... No, John Green's an author, right? Yeah, it's John who's the author. Hank's okay, I knew one of, one of them was the author, and then one of them is more the YouTube personality, right? <laughs> or are they yeah. both the YouTube personality? Yeah, both of them. Okay. Yeah, yeah so when I when I look them up, it says John Green, the author, and then when I look up Hank Green, it says the American vloggers. So. The American vlogger. They both did internet stuff, but I think Hank does more, more nowadays. Okay. He does. It, he does have books here. When it says books, it does has have a list of books he's written here. Yeah. There's three of them. An absolutely remarkable thing, a beautifully foolish endeavor, and. The Empire Strikes Back from a Certain Point of View. What? What? That was written John not even all that Green? long ago. For, yeah, The Empire Strikes Back. Or from a certain point of view, The Empire Strikes Back. Interesting. It features 40 stories set during the period of Star Wars. So... Is that legal? It's like a... Uh, like a bunch of short stories. Biography of sorts? It's like so okay so i've got like this little sample here it's definitely little short stories from like star wars based short stories i didn't know you could do that though i thought you couldn't sell stuff like that i mean unless you got you know explicit approval from uh lucas films i guess well really that's, disney yeah that's interesting yeah i had no Whoa. idea Oh, it looks like there's like a bunch of people listed on here. 
Cool. Oh, okay, so it's like a collaboration thing. Yeah, like maybe each one wrote a different story uh, or something. I see, I yeah, because there's a bunch of people listed on here. Yeah, wow. I only recognize Hank Green's name on here. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I only recognize him. Well, what do you think about ending it here? I think now would be a good, be a good uh, place to stop it. We had a good uh, run going through all of your story ideas. Yours were definitely way more fleshed out than mine was, and we, I do think we went on a little bit more of a tangent spree this episode but that is okay but it's it's incoherent for a reason yeah i mean we're just not going to talk about our introduction where we couldn't oh yeah, for crap, yeah but it's okay yeah, that was you that don't remember that that never happened just remember if you're going to take anything away from this podcast just remember uh breaking burger yes yes but yeah <laughs> That's well, gonna be our our industry child right here. That's uh, it's gonna make us breaking big. burger. Yeah, Heisenberger. <laughs> well, um, thank you for helping me flesh yeah. out my story ideas. I mean, this has I don't been feel like fun. I, I don't feel like I got to flesh too much out, but I'm glad I got to be at least of a little bit of help. No, I was more. I was more here. I was here for encouragement mostly. I think. No, <laughs> like <laughs> having you need another perspective to really. Uh, I understand. I do agree that even if even if you're not collaborating on a story, it is so nice having somebody else there to be like, hey, you know, that doesn't work super well or whatever, you know, because yeah. you're totally like, oh, this is such a perfect story. Somebody else might come along and be like, that's the cringiest thing I've ever read. Or they can tell you like, like where it's been done before. Yes. That, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. You don't want you don't want to get too close to another property, right? Yeah, you don't want a breaking burger on your hands, you know. Yeah, so. well, they copied us. So. Yeah, it's true. That's our true. our uh, our legal team will definitely be in touch with. That's my legal uh, stance, by the way. Okay. <laughs> so AMC, what's up? Yeah, what AMC. Do? Target him specifically. Well, well, he, well. No. <laughs> this was a group effort. <laughs> I I'm a hostage. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. No, no, that's yeah. Look, be looking forward. The next uh, podcast will be called Breaking Bad. Uh, the musical. You know, yeah, Breaking Bad. Uh, yeah, the musical. Uh, <laughs> Shrek as a uh, what do you call it? A guest. Yeah, Breaking Bad the musical <laughs> with special guest Shrek. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>